The Provoke Podcast, brought to you by Provoke Media and produced by the international broadcast specialist, Marketeers. Welcome to the Provoke Media Podcast. I'm Megan Keoghan, host of today's episode and head of content partnerships here at Provoke. With its fertile ground for innovation, huge economic potential, high internet demand, and technology penetration all over the territory, there's no question that launching in Latin America is top of mind for many brands seeking to boost their global presence. The region encompasses 20 countries, all of which are rich with diverse cultures and 569 million people, and owns two primary local languages, both being Spanish and Portuguese. But developing a winning strategy, that's where the plan goes from logical on paper to complex in execution. Latin American marketing is far from a one-size-fits-all strategy. With us today to talk about the nuances and specialness of this market are Kristen Kirsch, VP of Global Marketing at Next Tracker, and Pedro Cadena, CEO of Bayan News. Thank you both for being with us. Thank you, Megan. Thanks. Thank you, Megan, for the intro. Yeah. Uh, well. uh, Pedro, can you tell us a little bit about, I mean, we're going to get into all of the, all of the Latin American marketing yeah. nuances okay. and specialness here, but can you give us a little background about what you do at Via News and kind of your expertise yeah. and where you're based also for our listeners? Okay. Okay. We, um, well, I founded Via News 37 years ago and Via News is being business in Latin America for the last 25 years and is one of the fastest growing regional agencies in Latin America. Throughout its more than 50 employees, Via News develops services for technology, telecommunications, finance, and energy companies, encompassing uh, the most outstanding global brands, including Zoom, Down, Meta, RB Banking Corporation, SoftTech, and the Next Tracker, and so on. Well, we deliver services in Argentina, Brazil, Chile, Colombia, Mexico, Peru, and Central America. And we headquarters in Sao Paulo, Brazil, but we have people in Mexico, Colombia, Chile, and Argentina, and Bolivia nowadays. Fantastic. And Kristen, you're bringing a bit of different perspective to this conversation, but equal expertise. Um, can you share a little bit about your role at Next Tracker um, and some of your history uh, in the Latin American markets? Sure. Um, well, it's a pleasure to be with everyone today. And um, hopefully we have some some tidbits and takeaways that you can take back to your own marketing offices and, and sales teams. Um, that will serve you well into 2023. Um, I should also say that um, Next Tracker is a proud client of Via News. So full disclosure, um, we've been working with Via News for several years now and um, have had a wonderful relationship with them. They just will talk strategy in a bit, but um, Pedro and I have both some some anecdotes to to share with the with the group, whoever might be listening today. Um, so Next Tracker is a solar uh, company and we do what you see behind me is this is a solar farm in some countries if we're talking about um uh, uh australia it's going to be a solar farm if you're talking in um brazil it's a usina sola if you're talking in um spanish-speaking latin america it's going to be a planta solar which means solar power plant so as you can see, you have different flavors, you just different ways to tweak, um, tweak even how we talk about our product and how we talk about um, uh, um, what we do as a, as a company. 
So we have, um, we've been around for almost 10 years. Um, we do not do rooftop solar and we're a business to business company. So the rooftop solar is a, is, is one of those, um, um, uh, I guess misnomers or a lot of people might think that rooftop solar is what solar is all about because that's what m most people know. That's what consumers know, rooftop, you know, Tesla batteries at your home and this and that. But solar power plants are some of the fastest growing energy source in the world. Uh, and we do that by putting rows and rows of solar on a structure. The structure is what Next Tracker creates. We also create the software that operates the algorithm that runs the AI and the machine learning behind what the what the solar power plant um, and how it how it operates. Um, so, um, in terms of Latin America, we've been in Latin America for almost nine years. We started off with a. Um, I'm seeing some movement of my screen. I'm sorry about that. My goal was really to show that this is an actual solar power plant in Latin America. So sorry about my background being a little, little strange for people. Um, so this is a power plant in Chile. Um, we had our first power plant constructed in 2014 and we went operational in 2015. This power plant behind me is called Quilapilun. And it actually powers um, a portion of the city of Santiago, which is the capital of Chile. We also have an office in Sorocaba, Brazil, soon to be opening up an office in Sao Paulo. So if anyone's looking for a job, I do have job openings in, um, in Brazil, um, in Sao Paulo itself. And then we also have an office in Mexico. Fascinating. Um, so it's just a kind of a brief overview of, of Next Tracker and um, our work in the region. Yeah. And you yourself are based in California, correct? Based in California. We have nine offices around the globe. Yeah. So safe to say that uh, you are an old pro, a veteran at this expanding globally conversation, which is why we're so excited. You're also here with us and Pedro today, um, co both coming kind of from different angles of having launched it and then having you know, built up your business in it. So, uh, Pedro, why don't you kick us off with a little bit about, you know, the, the high level differences that we're going to speak to, because I think, um, so many of our listeners, uh, are intrigued about expanding to this area, but the, you know, you've educated me a lot just sort of as we've prepped about just how diverse this region is and how much that that one size fits all strategy just can't, it, it's just not sufficient for um, for launching in this market. So if you could bring us through some of the, the top level differences, then we can kind of uh, carry on our yeah. conversation from there. Sure. Well, First, I think if, if you, we are talking about Latin American, we are, we have to talk about building relationship, okay? For the Latin American culture, personal relationship are part of the business goals. In the last few years, few years, we have introduced dozens of companies to the Latin American market. Initially, we advised these companies to think on medium term and building relationship. You have to take part in events, in your segments, you have to go to trade shows and go to Congress and etc. You know, interpersonal relationships are also different according to the country and its cultural features. 
it's a cultural feature mainly strong in Argentina and Brazil. In Argentina, for example, in the, in the case of a brand holding an event for a niche, we advise to invite the largest number of professionals and not just a select group of journalists. Uh, you can't invite only six or 10 journalists. You have to invite everyone, including the people that are in the commercial side of the media. Well, but you think also about the relationship, the social media activities are crucial, okay? Latin America are social media rev users. Latin American consumers spend an average of 200 and half minutes per day using social media. North American daily average is 116 minutes. 67% of the people in Latin use a mobile phone. If you think about Brazilians, Brazilians love social media uh, as a way of relationship. They spend nine hours and 20 minutes connected per day, meaning 100 entire days a year, you, you know? So we, uh, so we help our clients to find the social network and influencer that is most suitable for, for them and invest time and relationship in, in them. And uh, Christian, Christian have a good experience in, re, in social media and relationship in countries. No, Christian. Um, yeah. So, so in our experience, um, looking at the markets where Next Tracker is, and I should say this in general for business to businesses, whether you're in the energy space and industrial, you know, big civil works, or you're um, um, doing another type of industry, whether it's digital health or whatnot. Um, you know, building and cultivating ambassadors, social ambassadors within your company is vital. Um, now, sometimes it happens organically. And I'll give you, I'll give you a little story. Um, when we went into Brazil, probably in around 2016, 2017, and then it wasn't only until, what, 2020, when we started, 2020, 2021, when we started working with the News, um, from the time that we went into Brazil to now, we have grown our social media presence within Brazil substantially. And a big part of that was our staff. And there's a sense of pride, uh, especially in a mission-driven organization like ourselves, like, like Next Tracker, where you have, you know, you're going for clean air, you want um, a, a cleaner and brighter future for your children, less polluted, and so forth. You know, there's that, there's that mission piece. But when you have along the entire sales cycle to project life cycle, you have sales team members, you have uh, engineers that are working on the project and designing the project, and then you have installers, and then you have um, asset managers and operations without going into too much uh, technical of what's what about solar, um, utility scale solar. Um, there's a sense of pride of these power plants and, or whatever, like I said, it could be in digital health or it could be in FinTech, whatever you're building, um, there's a sense of pride within your own staff. So don't ever forget that they, that, that cohort or your cross-functional teams across your business can be incredible influencers um, out there in social media. They're also speaking about your company. What does that mean? That's employer branding. And that happened for us in Brazil organically. 
I am so, in, I, there's not a day that goes by that I looked on LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram, um, not so much Twitter. Twitter is very much of a, at least for the business to business we that we run, it's very much oriented towards reporters, which is a whole nother ball of wax that we could get into if you want to. <laughs> but um, with, um, uh, with, with, with people posting their projects, posting selfies of themselves on the project, and then talking about um, tying it back into the mission, cleaner air for future. We're doing this for our future. We're doing it for our children. And that goes to the family relationships that, um, that Pedro was talking about. You know, Latin Americans are very family oriented. Um, You know, you talked about one size fits all. There's that piece, which is, or or does it one, one size doesn't fit all rather. Um, but the common denominators for the Latin American market, for those of you that might be looking to get into the Latin American market, it's about family. Get to know who they are, find the, the, the emotional intelligence, that pull it up from, from wherever you might, might have it in your, in your professional purview and try to understand where the person comes from. Um, and then going back to social media, they bring in their families and they want to be showing their families with, you know, they want to show their families the power plan. Um, so it's, it's very, it's very interesting um, social media, at least for the Brazil, Brazil market for us. Sure. Um, it's incredible. Yeah. I'm, I'm it's, hearing it's, too- yeah. The brand ambassador is just a, it's such a, a key piece to, to any company. Yeah. I'm hearing two really interesting things because some of our listeners might say, well, in North America, we're also proud of what we work, but the the pride stems from a different kind of source is is sort of what we're talking about. From. Yeah. yeah. And that and that's really like that familial pride, like uh the idea for most people to bring in family members to their office in midtown Manhattan is kind of out there, if you will. But this sounds like something that seems pretty common or uh, something that perhaps maybe even next tracker encourages or welcomes or fosters. Mm. Would you say that that's true or, or have, have anything to speak to on that? Pedro, you want to take it first? Oh yeah. I, I know. I, I think I prefer that you talk first, Kristen, of course. I, 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 I mean, like I have, I'm in a WhatsApp this. group. I'm in a business WhatsApp group for large scale solar. Okay. It has hundreds and hundreds of people in this WhatsApp group. I mean, yeah. what a gold mine for a marketer. Mm-hmm. So not only do we, do we, and, and there is a safe space. There's kind of an unwritten rule of what you talk about and what you don't talk sure. about. Um, but I'll, I'll say for the Latin American audience, and it's Latin, Latin wide, including, yeah. including, um, uh, Brazil as well. So it's, it's, um, Hey, do you know, you know, where you can get this, this solar panel pricing for X, Y, and Z? Do you know where you can get it for this market? I'm going there. And then we'll give ideas around that. Uh-huh. Um, we just ran, a, a an incredible webinar with, um, uh, energy, uh, Canal Energia, which is a Brazilian um, energy trade publication, who also does like a lot of online publications like yourselves or okay. whatnot, um, might also be doing podcasts and webinars and content creation and and so forth. So it's that, you know, kind of that creating that energy mix. Um, we just did a this webinar with this um, with this publication 
And it was incredible. We got it out on this WhatsApp group and then another WhatsApp group of just women and solar because it was a it was a pertaining to women and solar um, in Brazil. And it was incredible. Just the comments that were that were made and and the the um, the cascading effect of promoting mm-hmm. something in a region using WhatsApp and going back to your original point of like social media and what does it mean in and how is it used in different countries um, yeah. that happened organically. Um, so of course, as a marketer, I'm like, oh, we're going to use that again <laughs> <laughs> and file it as a case study. Yeah, <laughs> right. Absolutely, absolutely. So oh. fascinating. I see we lost Pedro for a, for a minute. I'm I'm sure he'll join us back, but let's keep chatting for a and couple come back. in case he does. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, so so and then you know, I think we can get mired in feeling like we don't know the market, and we're sure. we might depending on what your company is doing, if you have plans to expand, mm-hmm. we can we can get hung up on the fact that we might not know the market. Sure. There are so many resources out there. And again, always go back to basics when you're going into a market. I don't need to tell this, you know, this audience that. And that's <laughs> your key messages, your brand pillars. Um, Pedro knows certainly well, has our brand guidelines. They know our messaging corridors. They know where we don't go and where yeah. we do want to go and where we want to expand, right? Sure. What our yeah. value propositions are. Kind of just distill that for your agencies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going yeah. to that point, if you are going into Latin America, you're thinking about going into Latin America, find a local agency. I mean, we, yeah. we the case yeah. in point of working with the Viennese team, they've been, they've been incredible listeners. And and listening to our sales team, we put our sales team on the call. It's not just me or my team working in a vacuum. It's Mm -hmm. put the sales team on, let your agency listen to uh, what their needs are and what their concerns are with their customers and how you can use marketing, um, uh, you know, to your advantage. I I remember that um, we spoke, when we spoke about social media, just sort of as we were you know, educating and and learning and discussing this podcast. Um, We spoke a lot about the, the like distinctions of each country within Latin America and and how um, the tenor, the tone, the delivery, all of this can, can change like region to region. However, that social media presence is just so strong and so core to the relationship, the relational aspect across the market. Um, and I was re- recalling, Kristen, you had mentioned um, the value of having local experts, if you will, or consultants in these regions that help you sort of navigate and drive those conversations. Um, yeah. Because I know I, I, I was thinking from my perspective, like that's kind of the wild, wild west to have free flowing conversation about your brand and, and like encouraging and fostering it without somebody putting up some guardrails or, or making sure that it, it feels like the mess, the right messaging. And I think, um, Pedro, that's like an area that you come in so well, or, are being able to be those like on the ground experts or the conversation back and forth with somebody like Kristen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you yeah, I think that the, a key point here is how to build a good team uh, or select the right agency to achieve the goals 
so we have to take into account some nuances of the region on the region okay mm -hmm. um if you think about social media and developed content so for example first we speak portuguese in brazil while in the other countries we speak spanish but localizing your content is not so simple uh, because there there are many differences between the Spanish of Argentina and Mexico, for example. Okay, many times I can understand what Argentinian is saying, but I cannot understand what a Colombian is saying. It's it's <laughs> it's strange for people that is foreigner from <laughs> Latin America, but it's true. And we do not we do not advise you to put someone from Peru, for example, in contact with someone in Chile doing media relations. It doesn't work. And right. if you are interested in doing business in Peru, depending on the sector you are in, you should consider that 45% of the population is indigenous, okay? Mm -hmm. And 15% of Peruvians do not speak Spanish. So think first about what your business goals are and which countries you need to settle in. And as Christian uh, said, we need to have someone, someone local, okay? Yeah. And, it, and team building uh, is uh, a key factor for this, no? Absolutely, team building, yes, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I agree completely. You know, when when we go into a new market, for example, we've, we've, been, we've been flirting with Colombia and Colombia is a new and up and coming solar market. Now we've been doing webinars and we'll attend industry conferences, but if you don't have a project or business, if you don't have traction in the Colombian market, one project will catapult us to, uh, um, to new heights and to newfound respect and loyalty within the business of Colombia, and our and our our customers would look at that and say, oh, "Okay, they've been in Colombia. Now we trust them." So it. it's it's hard to it's it's hard to get in, right? It's almost like you're mm -hmm. dividing between going into a new market and penetrating that market, and then once you have an established track record there, what do you do to maintain that market share or sure. um, share a voice? through social or share a voice through um through media coverage and content creation um so it's almost like two different approach it really is two different approaches yeah. depending on um the evolution of where you are with a particular market um sure. yeah so um just to go back to something that you kind of teased a bit a minute ago here um when we're assuming most folks are are exploring cracking the market for the first time or entering for the first time your your example that you just shared about um building credibility through through launching a project first and then that um sort of reputation that oh they've been in Colombia or they've been in Brazil now like now they're worth the conversation or now we can have that trust um when we think about sort of differences between like North American marketing and Latin American marketing um one thing that we've Kind of discussed a bit um, in the past has been the breakdown of the budget and how the budgeting might look a little bit different in a from a marketing mix. Um, would you say that committing dollars ahead of time 
to something like a project is a critical piece of your marketing budget or like a year long planning budget where I think of, you know, brands that are here a lot of times that is always a question. Do we, do we do something pro bono? Do we do something to prove we can do it? Do we take on a, a project at cost and then we can get the business or is that just such, such a known part of relationships and, and communication styles in Latin America that it's something you plan mm-hmm. for? Yeah. Let me, let me say, well, in this, we have thinking about how to maximize the budget of the companies in Latin America. And uh, uh, there is some important points in there. The, the main challenge is getting clients to accept that they are not buying all you can eat buffet. You know, this it's an important point. So the challenge is trying to maximize value and productivity with very demanding clients. Initially, brands must know. <laughs> Those demanding clients you, are right on the It's not about with you, us. okay? <laughs> it's not about you. Well, initially, right, we'll talk later. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I think that brands have to know what impact they want to on the business. I mean, quantity and quality of business results, and also in which segments and in which countries. It's the basic well. And in this way, we are able to define the best cost-benefit ratio to reach outcomes or effectiveness of activity against business objectives. Is it each country has a different cost? And you can combine professionals located in different regions to get the best, the best results. So that today we have two clients with a budget in the region of $240,000 a year and others with a budget of $750,000 a year. In all cases, they are happy with the results because we, we can combine the budget that the, the customer has and what we can develop in each country of the, 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 the Latin America, okay? No, so it's very important that the client know what they want in the region, what the results they are expecting for, okay? Or something like yeah. this. Well, I, I would like to add kind of a layer onto that, and that's specifically within your wheelhouse, um, Pedro, in terms of communications in Latin America. If you're going into a new a new market and Latin America is, is is on your is on your horizon, when you think about the various activities that you need to budget for, do not forget the media markets and understanding those media markets. The media markets really? in Chile might be different than Peru, might be different than Mexico, might be different than Honduras, depending on where you know where you're where you're launching your product or service. And um, one of the things that that Via News was was smart to um, kind of educate our team on is is it goes back to that relationship building again, um, creating friendlies. So the friendly interview. In the United States, 
it's just not right. done, at least in my experience. And, and I know the trade reporters and certain business reporters that cover energy across, you know, from Bloomberg to, to New York Times to um, Wall Street Journal, they would never do a friendly. So we did what VNU set out to do was, and when you're thinking about, you know, going into this new market, making sure that, that PR is part of your mix. Um, yeah. Even if you don't have something to pitch, because once you build that relationship and you begin to foster that relationship with a reporter at any given tier of media that you're that you that you want to secure, whether it's you know top tier media, business press or industry press, um, you've taken the time, they've taken the time, and you get to know each other a little bit through a friendly interview, and there's there's no commitment. There's yeah. no obligation on behalf of the reporter, but this is a common thing. So when you're talking about, I'm, I'm, I'm tying in your two concepts around yeah. the budget yeah. and then also the differences between the U.S. media market versus the, the Latin American yeah. business market, Latin American media market. Um, what happened what, with that strategy is that we started to get callbacks from those reporters saying, we heard about this, or do you have a source for this particular, you know, investment tax credit that's happening? Does someone want to go on the record with a statement? And yeah. then via news crafts the statement and, you know, we go through our approval process and this and that. But, um, you know, that don't skimp on PR. Do not skimp as you're going yeah. into the market. But what happens is this in terms of budget, going back to social media. Okay, social media is the most wonderful thing for marketers, right? Because you know you can budget a social media manager or a community manager, um, you know, to be making sure that they're following up right. with engagement, likes, and comments, and so forth. But once you have media coverage, that's king, right? The content is king again. But what's what's promotion? That's queen, right? Not to use, you know, your traditional yeah, binary gender norms, but no, I mean it's 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 more of a of a um, um, a paradigm where or a framework to think about. Um, you lay up your content and then you yeah. dunk it, right? It's that sense of um, using the promotion to keep your budget constrained and mm -hmm. on budget. But making sure that you promote and you choose wisely how you want to go out to those those reporters and build those relationships, so you can start racking in those Google SEO rankings and and link backs and things like yeah. that within your press releases and um, and in your content. Yeah, and something I'd heard you um, you both speak on before was um, part of that marketing budget breakdown. Uh, where it, because it has a longer term ROI or a less quantifiable aspect to it, the value of uh, funding those kinds of meetings or those dinners or those luncheons or those coffees, those types of meetings and putting putting a budget around that or an allowance around that to make sure it happens because it can be one of the easiest things to swipe off the mm -hmm. budget when you need to make a cut somewhere because it doesn't have that metric tomorrow per se well it also depends on i mean if you're going to a big conference sometimes you have to book your meet your exhibit space and your participation a year in advance yeah 
So for a big trade show that we did with um, Via News in in August, um, our CEO came to speak. He gave the the plenary keynote, um, and we had you know other spokespeople and some other kind of wraparound participation within that event. Um, we've already booked our space a year in advance. So yeah. for us marketers, we're like, let's book that right now because they can't <laughs> take that away from us. <laughs> Right. I mean, relatable. We all get that down, you have a low quarter. It's marketing <laughs> that always goes. You know, it's yeah. that that play money they think we have. <laughs> yeah, um, it, and it goes back to the relationship piece of you know doing business within Latin America. You have to budget in events. Yes. Yes. But the way a, that you can keep yeah. cost conscious, do your own event. Do something where you're inviting your customers and prospects to a hotel or some type of two hour session where you're offering drinks and appetizers, but you're making them feel special and included. What I've noticed in like the Latin American, American kind of differences, Mm -hmm. you know, our American customers that, you know, they're like, Oh, we'll see you at the next show or we'll see you in San Diego or we'll see you in Las Vegas. But in Latin America, if they were invited, they will remember. (laughs) <laughs> so make them make them feel really special and have your own event where you can control the narrative. And then you're only paying what five thousand, ten thousand dollars for renting out a bar for a night that's yeah. attached to maybe an industry conference that you didn't have the money to exhibit at. There's lots yeah. of ways to, to to slice and dice your budget if you get creative. And really working it to your advantage, you know, this idea of um hospitality and how hospitality behooves uh, relationships, it's the same concept. Somebody you want to really dedicate focus time to, you invite them to your home, you have dinner at your home versus out at a restaurant. Like you can really work that to your advantage would be something that I'm, I'm kind of gleaning from, from your takeaway about hosting your own events or, or being able to like kind of manage that message or tell the story the way you want to tell it. Right making people feel um, in the loop and special. Right. And, but yeah. get ready though. I mean, if let's say you're, you're, you're I'm sorry, Pedro. No. <laughs> I'm thinking about all these, these experiences I've had. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I don't mean to be monopolizing here, but just a quick anecdote, you know, get ready and strap in because if you want to be closing a deal and you got to know that, that you're not going to be talking about the deal for hours at the end of the deal, at the end of the dinner, yes, you will get there and you'll get there and everyone's <laughs> lubricated and having a good time. But there's there's a sense of you've built trust with me and you've listened to me as a customer. Oh, yeah. And you, you have to build this relationship with the group of the people, no? Yeah, I mean, you have to construct this relationship with the 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 supervisor, the manager, the director, uh, the CEO. Procurement, the whatever it might be. Procurement, yeah. you know, you have to to build a relationship with them because it's you know the 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 remember that the latin american people tend to be highly group oriented okay so you should build a relationship with a group of people it's the the, the secret it's, it's an important point and it is what kristen is saying it's about events and it's about everything that she said yeah I love it. I mean, there's, we could talk for a long, long time, um, kind of much like these dinners, uh, except for it's middle of afternoon for all of us. Uh, (laughs) However, 
I, I just think that we've scratched the surface. Um, I have to say you both have made Latin America sound like a truly inviting and exciting place to come do business. Um, but I'm hearing, I'm, I mean, the, the themes are time and time again, what we're hearing, this relational and this um, commitment to investing in relationships before the the business is even ever on the table. And um, that is truly something remarkable and special in today's culture and where, where our world is today to invest in in people and to know their families and, and to know their values. And I think um, it is just such a an inviting thought. So thank you both for sharing that with us. I know um, I've summarized, but I'm sure you both have some parting thoughts here. So I, I'll, I'll let you both go first. But Pedro, thank you so much for bringing us all together today. Oh, yeah, it's my pleasure. I love to talk about the communication and to talk about my region. I know that you have a very huge potential and the companies will be investing in Latin America in the coming years. And, you know, remember that a relationship is important and it's very important that you have someone there on the ground, okay? Thank you so much, Megan. And thanks so much, Christian, to take part in this uh, this. Uh, podcast and sharing your thoughts about Latin America. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you. I mean, yeah. I guess my only takeaway would be um, be authentic. You know, just a, just a, a few weeks ago, we had Halloween here in the United States, and I had a a meeting with a Brazilian organization, and I forgot that I was wearing my cat and hat outfit. And I was thinking, oh no, just as I was opening up the Zoom call and, and I realized I had whiskers and a hat and you know a bow. And the people that I was that I was meeting with for the first time, um, and I wanted to impress them, right? And I wasn't even thinking about it. I opened the Zoom and I realized that I had a cat in the ad outfit on. And they said, We love it. That's exactly the type of people we want to do business with. Be authentic, you know. I know everyone hears that all the time of being authentic and being original, but um, um, Latin, doing Latin America, is, it, it, business in Latin America is very special and it's an honor. Um, so thanks I for having that. me. Absolutely. Okay. Thanks so much. Um, and I think uh, to our listeners out there, both Kristen and Pedro um, would love to connect with you on LinkedIn, um, continue the conversation. We here at Provoke hope that they will also continue the conversation with us because this has been a absolute delight to meet both of you. Um, and thank you so much for your time today. This has been the Provoke Media Podcast. I'm Megan Keoghan, and we are signing off. You've been listening to the Provoke Podcast, brought to you by Provoke Media and produced by the international broadcast specialist, Marketeers.